0: Is it not plugged oh, in a Oh, it's kind of wobbly. Wobbly. Oh, no. Is, it's yep. fine now. Yeah. Okay. Hey there. I hope you're having a really great day because you're listening to Ben There. Oh, my. Nuclear explosion went off in my butthole. Of course, I died. Come on, let's be honest. Ben There, and also Sean, that now you're listening to our podcast. A podcast where we talk about books and movies as an opportunity to interrupt each other and laugh at our own jokes. Oh, and we have an Instagram account. If you're on Instagram, follow us. The Instagram name is at Ben There Sean That, and if you have trouble spelling that, your level of need exceeds the services that we are able to provide yes. at this particular moment. Mm-hmm. So we're doing things a little differently this week. Sean didn't watch a movie, but Sean, I understand that you read a book. I read a book. This is just a week where the world is just falling apart. You know, all this stuff happening with Trump. Can't watch something. I needed more of an escape. This is a common thread in history where uh, people think the world is falling apart. Sure. And you need to remind yourselves those times things got better. America's a great country. We can pull together. We can get over so much. We've done it before. We're going to do it again. Yeah. But I just couldn't watch anything. So I decided to read a book about a time when America was at the brink. Things were falling apart. Y2K was coming. Oh, yeah. That was a big one. And that everyone was... was afraid that like the world was going to end and it could have. Yeah. And, but shit got together. The book about it is uh, Y2K9, The Dog That Saved the World. It's got a golden retriever on the cover. Wearing sunglasses. <laughs> wearing sunglasses. They don't talk about it in the book that he's wearing sunglasses. Well, you've got to protect his eyes from the glare from the computer. Oh, yeah. Look how close he is to that monitor. Yeah, when you're a dog, you kind of have to hunker over it. Yeah, that's like nine inches. Like, you should not be close to that screen. Yeah. The author is very prolific. He has tons of other books. Help, I'm trapped in my lunch lady's body. Help, I'm- <laughs> Yeah, that one's actually not for kids. <laughs> 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 I'm not gonna go into details about the plot, but not appropriate for your uh, audience. Well, Help, I'm trapped in my principal's body. Are you sure this isn't Chuck Tingle? <laughs> Chuck Tingle? He's the guy who writes books about like, I was fucked in the ass by my, <laughs> air, my own ass. Or like, Bigfoot fucked an airplane. <laughs> or like, I was trapped inside my lunch lady's body. <laughs> Did he also write, help, I'm trapped in Santa's body? Okay, this is getting into the <laughs> x-rated material, Sean. I... <laughs> Help, I'm trapped in my camp counselor's body. Oh. <laughs> Help, I'm trapped in an alien's body. Help, I'm trapped in my sister's body. The incest. That's Bible. actually the most successful one. That's actually a sequel to Flowers in the Attic. <laughs> yeah, so what else has he written? Are they all body books? Um, he has other books, but the What's... body books are the best. President's body, gym teacher's body, Obedience School. Oh, yeah. Be yeah. trapped in that, uh, that's yeah. it. Help, I got turned into a tampon, and now I'm trapped, and and then it just goes dot dot dot. And then there's a smiley face with a wink? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, that was weird. So now the obvious question, Benjamin, is what's your version of that book? Help, I'm trapped in a dinosaur's body? (laughs) say help, you'd be like, Rat, I'm trapped in a <laughs> dinosaur's body. I would say, "Thank Jesus, I'm finally trapped <laughs> in a dinosaur's body. Help, I'm trapped in Jesus's body. Yeah. My version is, yeah. help, I'm trapped in my own body. Ooh, yeah. And it's just my life. It's like being a paraplegic. No, it's oh. just being me. <laughs> That's it, like... My whole life has been like, oh, how did I get in this thing? I'm at a party and all I can think of is like, i got to get out of this place. <laughs> I'm trapped in my body. Yeah. I can't just run away. Help, I'm trapped in this social situation. <laughs> yeah, help, uh, I have to go to school in my normal everyday Ugh. existence. So anyway, Sean, you read a book. Oh yeah, Y2K9. It's about, it's about the chicken littles of the world saying everything's gonna fall apart well, and the, then a brave dog. Yeah, well, actually, the dog's name is Bite. Nice. He's a retired agent for the government because oh. um, the government has been testing on animals and stuff. His power is so that he can smell things really good, like okay. better than other people. Better than other dogs? Better than other dogs. Oh, which that's is like is That's amazing. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's able to track things very well. He's retired, and he spends all his time in a chat room talking to other retired agents. Okay. And so he has this little rad tag group that he talks to. There's a guy named Buff Hunk. Sounds very sexy. He likes to lift weights and stuff. And okay. then there's Rich Girl, and she's just like a rich girl, you know. And, that's a personality trait. It is. And then there's Foxy Babe. Okay, that's probably another guy. Yeah, well, you know, you do find out later. This is like a lesson, and very early on, and uh, I don't know when this book came out. It's probably Y two K came out nineteen ninety nine. Probably, hopefully. it couldn't have come out after nineteen ninety nine because yeah, the world... copyright nineteen ninety nine. Yeah, because the world ended in Y two K. Oh yeah, it did. Yeah, and then it ended it again in two thousand and twelve. Yeah, yeah, and it's ending right now again. Yeah, 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 yeah. Kind of. This is our third world end. Yeah. So anyways, he's in a chat room with all these other- Yeah, these former agents too, they're all retired or whatever. Are they and all dogs? No. Okay. They're all talking about stuff. At night he goes on the internet and then when he, in the morning, his family comes down. He has a family that he lives with and they have no idea that he goes on the internet at night. Really? Yeah, and so every morning the dad complains that every night their phone bill gets run up. Yeah. But he, he's a little bitch and doesn't do anything about finding it out. Like, you think someone would see the dog on the internet. So at night he goes in this chat room for spies. If nothing really happens. It's like, isn't it funny? The kid's name that he lives with is Benji Barkley. Oh! Isn't that funny? That should be the dog's name. Yeah. And there's like all these puns about like, throw me a bone. So like, he's living his life. He gets a message when he's online from his former uh, field office lady. Yeah. And her name's Lassie. Oh! And you're like, oh, finally another dog. Yeah, yeah. But no, she's just an Irish lady. Okay. Who works for the US government. That's like a girl being named girl. Yeah. This is where it gets good. I'm like, why 2 k gotta get out of the house. He's got to yeah. sneak out of the house. He doesn't sneak out of the house. He gets a hose and I'm like, oh, is this part of it? Does he have like a special bunker or something? And no, he just uh, gets the hose out and makes some mud and then rolls around in the mud. <laughs> and then he goes to the back door and the lady's like, bite, what did you do that for? Now I have to take you to the salon. Oh. And so she takes the dog to the dog salon. Nice. That's where he meets the lady. The like, dog salon. They let you bring in a muddy dog. <laughs> yeah, you bring in a muddy dog, and then that's where you meet your field operative. Okay. So he meets his field operative, Lassie, and she's just an Irish lady. Yeah. But she's like, "Hey, bite." Y two K is coming up. She should at least be named like Bonnie Lassie or Bonnie Lassie or like. I'm not. I didn't write this book. Yeah. 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 I, yeah. I, If I did, it'd be a lot different. Exactly. And the other thing, too, is, like, Bite's not a good dog. Oh, really? He's kind of, like, curmudgeonly. He's always talking shit about poodles. Oh, what? (laughs) He's like, fucking poodles, and they're yapping. You can't just sum up poodles as yappers. There's all sorts of types of poodles. There's a French poodle. Right, is he including labradoodles? Yeah, he would call those, uh... Half-breeds, probably. Oh, you or, know what uh, it is. He probably fucked a poodle. Oh, he did. And he's got a son who's a Labradoodle. <laughs> oh, God. And he doesn't visit him, and he's ashamed of it. Yeah. And so he's like, oh, poodles are so bad. But really, yeah. the truth is, he he's loves- probably got, like, some kind of child support payments that he's making. Yeah. He actually wrote... Which a- is kind of cool that the government did create this dog, but didn't snip him. Yeah. Well, there's actually another book that's a prequel to this Uh and it's called Help, I'm Stuck in a Poodle's Body. Oh yeah. And then the the mom has to spray him with a hose to get him off of it. So it's field operative. It's like, (laughs) R2K is coming up. All our agents are busy. we got this threat. No one's taking it seriously, but I am. Okay. The threat is, uh, if I can even find it. So the ransom note is, and it's all letters that have been cut out, it says, attention United States, prepare to meet your end. At midnight, December 31st, 1999, this country will go down the drain unless, it's hard to read, the following demands are made. One, we want $1 billion in cash by noon, December 31st. Okay. We want an official letter hand signed by the President of the United States giving us the right to alter the Lincoln Memorial in any way we choose. Uh-oh. This is not a joke. Yeah. And it's from Flush, P-H-L-U-S-S-H, it's, it's, you know how to spell it. So is the billion dollars gonna be used to pay for the reconstruction of Abraham Lincoln's breasts? I hope. And who's gonna take that job? Yeah, and who's gonna pay a billion dollars? Like, I think they're going a little too high. Right, and why, and why do they their? need a letter? Yeah. From the president saying they can do it. (laughs) Like just, you're terrorists. Just fucking do it. Why can't they just say what they want done to the statue and make that be their demand? Yeah. So YQK9, bite. He goes online that night. Okay. And nobody's checking to see why their phone is going up. And he's like, all right, I got all this money from the governments. What? Like, how much money? I don't know. Did they give him the billion dollars? Yeah, they're like, you got... (laughs) (laughs) And he's like, let's piss off to Argentina. Sounds like a false flag operation. No, uh, so Lassie gives him money and cars and stuff so he can organize. So he gets online, he's like, hey, you guys are coming out of retirement, I'm sending you tickets. He should pay the dad's fucking phone bill. (laughs) piece of shit. Yeah, Yeah, you're online all night. Yeah. Fucker. Right. And I'm impressed though that Y2K9 can keep up with, because he doesn't have the tenky skills. He's probably a stenographer. Oh yeah, maybe. He gets them all together and they all meet up at a dog park and they all don't know what each other looks like. Oh, right. And so... Bites going around, just kind of sniffing people and seeing what's going on. Oh, yeah. He notices this girl that doesn't have a dog, Oh, but this girl isn't dressed like a rich girl. Oh? She's dressed like punk. Oh, maybe she's the party girl or the foxy girl? No, that would be a fox. Yeah. Maybe she's the weightlifter? She's rich girl. Oh! But she's not rich. She she dresses up like a punk. Well, rich girls dress up like punks. Yeah, that's the first thing I thought. It's like, that's like a prerequisite that you can afford the clothes. Yeah, it's called slumming. Yeah. But anyway... Punks are poor? I guess so. Yeah. Well, if you're a real punk, but I I think for every one in 10 punks is a real punk and everyone else is a poser. Okay. What year did uh, Hot Topic become a thing? (laughs) Good question. 1996? 96. Well, 99. Okay, yeah. Turns out she's not really a rich girl. No. And she's only 14. Oh, what? And it turns out that her dad used to work for the CIA, but not as a operative or anything. He's actually a... Janitor. Pretty close. He he works on the cars. And the mechanic. Yeah, and he got fired because he took one on a joyride. Okay. This is a good lesson for kids. Not everyone's who they are on the internet. Oh, and some people have dads who committed felonies. Yeah. Damn, that's a good then point. They're looking around for the other people. What was the guy's name? How uh, does the dog communicate when he doesn't have a computer? Does that's the other thing. I was hoping he'd be like, Hurroo! Yeah, I'm talking Macdonaldstone. I like, I like playing ball. Yeah. No, he just like thinks shitty thoughts about other people. He'll like go. Arr! Okay. He writes in the ground or he'll type on a computer. <sighs> a lot of the plot is people going what what do you want (laughs) and you don't even get to watch a cute dog run back and forth you just have to imagine it okay so they're looking for buff hunk after that or the other two yeah the girl is like well i know who buff hunk is is that big fat guy over there oh and bite's like what yeah. No, Buff Hunk lives a lot of wits Yeah! But she's like, not everyone's who they are on the internet. So, anyway, the fat guy is Buff Hunk. And he's kind of a jerk too. And he's like, and they're all like, hey, well, you're not what you are. And you're and you know, what a dog! What a dog! Oh, the dog lied about being a dog? Yeah, he didn't tell them they were. he was a dog. What That's why. Think, well, what did <laughs> he think was going to happen when they saw him in real life? Yeah. How is he going to be able to prove who he is? He writes his name on the ground for the girl. Oh, uh, yeah. And then to prove to the fat guy, the fat guy is like, what's the square root of 25? And he goes, not and the guy's like okay and well close uh, enough yeah <laughs> so what was the dog's name online was it bite yeah it's bite, so the like, dog, bite He like by was... his real name okay i guess everything bite talked about was the truth well on one sense uh, but it was the most except honest... for the pet, no one asked if he was a dog right but he's also the least honest because that's the biggest reveal yeah like the rich girl's not rich but the secret agent is a dog yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's like it doesn't matter who you are or what you are, it matters who you are on the internet. Yeah. It doesn't matter who you are because you're lying about who you are. Yeah. Okay. I don't know. No. This is the early days of the internet. It's too. true. It is. Yeah. But this guy, like, he knew his shit when he was writing this book. Okay. And, okay. You no, know, Everyone lies. So then they're looking around for Foxy Lady. And this oh, is yeah. where it'd be great if it, like, turned out to be, like, a dude. But no, Foxy Lady turns out to be uh, an old woman. Okay. She, old ladies can be Foxy. Yeah. And they're like, you said you go out and party. And she's like, I do. Oh. So she's just like a Funny old granny character. Yeah. Well, and then they were like, and you said you were slammed full of so many cocks (laughs) that you couldn't walk straight for a week. And she goes, I was. Yeah. And then they said, and you said you let so many guys come in you that you were like a walking sperm bank. And she goes, I am. Yeah. Well, you know what? The eggs aren't flowing. So you might as well take that Johnny cap off. (laughs) So Foxy Lady is actually Foxy. Yeah, well, she's old though. So it's like let's not let's not go into ageism here. Well, th- this book does go into. It. So it's like she like dresses too young or something. And then she revealed herself as being not Foxy at all. <laughs> yeah. No longer seventeen well, years old. Basically, what Todd Strassler is saying is, it doesn't get my dick hard. Is Todd suggesting that the 14 year old girl is foxier than the old lady? Um, I probably, yeah. Because you should not be looking at 14 year old girls and then putting them anywhere on the foxy spectrum. Yeah. Let's talk about this more and make it a thing so Todd Strassler will never write for scholastic books again. <laughs> <laughs> Although right. it's been a good 18 years since this book. So, yeah. Uh, His last book is, help, I'm trapped in a foxy lady's body. (laughs) Help, an inmate is trapped in my body. (laughs) Fitting into a career. All right, so they meet at the park. Yeah, they meet at the park. So Y2K9's like, all right, let's go. Um, Somehow he communicates that they need someone to drive and foxy lady's the only one with a license Mm. because the girl's too old, and I guess the guy never learned to drive. So buff daddy... And none of them worked for the CIA ever. They're just people that go on chat rooms. And they pretend like they work for the CIA. Yeah, I think one guy worked for... Buff dude worked for them, but, like, he got fired for sleeping on the job or something. Yeah. You know, I know I said earlier that it's wrong to suggest that an old person can't be foxy. Yeah. And I stand by that. But I do think that an old person... Maybe shouldn't be driving. Yeah. I would say out of this group of a dog, a fourteen year old girl, yeah. a guy who's on social disability because he can't <laughs> leave the house. Yeah. The 70 year old woman is the least qualified to drive among them. Yeah. She's well she it. she does. Yeah. I'm just realizing there's two layers to their deceit, to too. Oh yeah. They go in an internet chat room for CIA, ex CIA people. Yeah, I'm in the CIA plus I'm rich. Yeah, and I party and I uh, what Was the other guy work out. Yeah, well, how effective was bite as a CIA agent? Yeah, that he couldn't sniff this out Well, yeah, he's so gullible that he goes onto a message board for CIA agents. <laughs> yeah. He's like the only actual CIA agent who fell for this honeypot it's like, oh, I'm a CIA agent, I'll go in here too. He could have revealed all kinds of crazy secrets about... I, I think he did, actually. It's that This would be- guy is a national liability, yeah. and they're giving him... And there's, there's these three people getting off on all of his... Exploits. Bad dog bite! Bad dog! <laughs> Feed that dog some chocolate. But, yeah. So anyways, they get a car... They get a car, the old lady drives it. It's funny because an old lady's driving a car. Yeah. And they head to this office where they all have computers and stuff and so they can go and find out what's going on with Flush online. And oh, right, yeah, yeah, yeah basically they don't do any of the actual work too (laughs) he gets this ragtag group pretty much they go out and he's going around because he's got they give him a scent of the letter so he can smell the letter yeah yeah and track it down they go all around He can't smell it and then lassie comes and is like gives him more tips like hey uh we found this guy that's been buying all this toilet paper like maybe that has something to do with it because flush and we feel something's going to happen with sewer systems like they're going to do something with the sewer systems and These so- are pretty wild accusations yeah. yeah you get put on a terrorist watch list for <laughs> buying toilet paper in this world Oh, well, and it's y2k too so like people are stocking up on shit yeah
1: and the government's
0: like keeping track something. yeah they like ask the guy like why are you stocking up on it and he's like well after 9 11 no one's buying toilet paper and you gonna need it so they go to the computer lab yeah they go to the computer lab mm-hmm. they're not doing anything they're yeah. typing around bike goes out with a girl to see if he can sniff the smell and she ends up wanting to go to like this punk rock store she's like stops at a store and is a window shopping yeah she, and he's like like we're supposed to be finding the thing so like leaves her there and she's like i I never get to see the big city oh so they're not doing shit well they're not cia operating yeah i know it's like that's like they're saying the whole time and bites being a little bitch which he can say because he's a dog yeah that's his word yeah you're being the bitch (laughs) All the leads are coming to them. So the terrorists find him. Oh! (laughs) Because they're like, hey, we've been monitoring. You guys are on to us. The terrorists find them and they're like, all right, we got you, we're gonna tie you all up. It turns out that the terrorist is, uh, his dad invented porta potties. Okay. It's like a win-win situation where like he either gets the billion dollars or all his porta-potties become a thing because the sewer systems he's gonna y2k the sewer systems okay so it's not like sewer systems aren't compliant like it has nothing to do with y2k that this guy's gonna put a virus in the sewer systems okay so it's nothing to do with y2k yeah so they catch all the guys and they're gonna kill them or whatever yeah they're gonna do something and then uh this is when i stopped paying attention because i was like am i really doing this for a podcast Saturday. Other people s- swoop in and save them. Yeah. Or Y2K9 gets help. Oh, what the fuck happens in this book? <laughs> <laughs> this is when it got late and I was like, I gotta finish this. It was like last night. Yeah, what... Uh, hey, you want me to read the... <laughs> you want to read the book for me? <laughs> speed read it. The chapter headings are date, so it's... Yeah, it's, it's date, so it all turns up and... Let's wrap this up. Alright. All right. <laughs> All right, so burly thugs come in. (laughs) Uh Uh-huh, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, and they're also, like, one of them's not so swift. He's the, uh, okay, boss. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They can't put him in handcuffs. Yeah, he's uh, a dog. Oh, and they put a choke chain around the dog's back. Oh, yeah, that's a big thing, yeah. Yeah, yeah. They even use it. And they say, uh, you can't bark or they'll pull the chain so tight, (laughs) you'll spend the rest of your life sounding like a chihuahua with laryngitis. Yeah, and he's like, Better a chihuahua than a poodle? Yeah. Them's bitches! But if you have laryngitis, you don't sound like anything. Yeah. Oh, then the dog realizes that he was a has-been, an old washed-up dog who deserved to be retired. Yeah, he did, yeah. Okay. Oh, and then somebody... Benji Barkley saves them. Oh, yeah! Benji Barkley, the kid, he sees him on the street and he's like, Hey, you got my dog! Yeah. And then, yeah, they all run up to them and they're like, Hey, you got my dog! Give us our dog! And then everyone else is like, and they're also terrorists! Well, then the dog, he sees his chance, so he makes a circle around his captor and he wraps (laughs) the leash around his legs. Oh, and then uh, a pistol shot rang out. Let's see. Oh, it was only a firecracker. And then uh, Pea Scoop? Who's Pea Scoop? Pea Soup? Pea Soup? There's a van that shows up and somebody shouts, Pea Soup. The thug named Chief crashed face first to the sidewalk. Alright, so Mr. Kerr is doing stuff. Cheap Tea? Who's Cheap Tea? I'm gonna read this paragraph. Cheap Tea, Foxy Babe screamed as she karate chopped Lance on the back of the neck and sent him flying headfirst into the side of the van. Okay, it's because she knows uh, Tai Chi, Cheap Tea, and something else that was funny. Oh. Because she's an old lady. She thinks Cheap Tea is a type of martial arts. Oh, okay. Then Mrs. Barkley shows up, and uh, she calls the police. Oh, and then Lassie shows up, and she arrests them. Mr. Barkley uh, shows up and he's like, what's going on here? Then the fireworks go off because it's the new year and they say, happy new year. Oh, yeah. And then all the planes fell from the sky. Yeah. And uh, landed right on uh, Mr. Barkley. And Benji said, my father, my father. And, and Benji says, "You dad was a, just a little bitch. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and then at the end, The dog realizes that his family really did care about him because they spent the biggest New Year's Eve of their lives looking for him. Aww. Wow. Yeah, Yeah. that was the thing. Like, the family didn't care about him except for the little boy. He, like, wouldn't get fed because everyone would come downstairs and just start talking. he's like, if the little boy didn't feed me, I wouldn't eat. And you're like, why did they put you with this fucked up family? Yeah. Oh, and his retirement is over, and he gets to come back to duty at the end. Well, but the that thing is, is he doesn't want to come back to duty. Why would they give him that? He didn't do shit! Yeah. Why are you giving him his job back? He rough. And then she goes, you're saying no? And then he nods. <laughs> and she goes, are you sure? And he goes, arf. So rough means no. <laughs> yeah. Arf means yes. yes. And then at the last line, he says, here's barking at you, kid. Oh, and then he goes back to the chat room. Oh, he's gonna leave the chat room, which sucks because now there'll be no CIA. <laughs> yeah, that was just a bunch of fakers. Oh, wait, but Buff Hunt says he, the CIA, gives him his job back. And Foxy Babe says the NSA increased her pension and she's going to an old age home in Hawaii. Oh, yeah, she was a uh, secretary at the NSA. Oh, okay. And Rich Girl, the FBI is giving her a full scholarship to the college of her choice. Mm, Faster. Yeah. Let's see. This is the story of how I saved the country for Y2K. You didn't do shit. Yep. You just were like, I'm a dog. And then everything happened around you and you went, whoops. (laughs) I was standing was better. I'm like, like, I just totally blanked. I was just like, what the fuck happened? Like I stopped reading in my mind. Okay, this started off funny and was gonna be funny, and then after a while I was like, I don't think this This is is gonna be funny. And then after a while I was just like, fuck this (laughs) one. I think it's the funniest Uh, thing ever. Well, uh Y2K9. Yeah, yeah. A thing, uh, yeah. it's a good book. You read a really good book about a team of people with different interests and from different walks of life. Who were lying about themselves. They were lying about themselves. They were deceitful, but they all came together in the end to help an old dog try and uh, yeah. get his shit together. Learn his- get a new bite. Yeah. Ooh. I didn't read a book. I'm not that literate. I watched a movie this week that was about a ragtag group of people who oh. were all a bunch of liars. Oh, good. And they all had their own separate interests, but they all came together to help an old dog get his shit together. Cool. Yeah, the movie I watched was The Imaginarium of Dr. Parnassus. Is that like a sequel to uh, Mr. Megorium's Wonder Emporium? Well, no, but the subtitle of the movie was Help... I'm trapped inside of Dr. Parnassus' <laughs> brain. Oh, wow. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I think I've seen this one. Yeah, terrible movie. I the have movie absolutely no memories of it other than things happened, and I was like, huh? And they love. Yeah, it's not really a movie to watch sober or at all. Yeah. <laughs> but Heath Ledger died, so that's cool. Nothing to do with the movie, just Heath Ledger died, and that's cool. That's yeah, fun. but you know, like, the fun thing about this movie is you watch some of the scenes, and they have Heath Ledger in them. Yeah. And you're like, okay, Heath Ledger's alive when this is being filmed. And then you watch some of the scenes <laughs> and you're like, oh, Heath Ledger's dead while this is being filmed. So you dead. were stoned when you were watching this. <laughs> 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 you just spent the whole movie going, Heath Ledger's alive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Heath Ledger's dead. Yeah. <laughs> Heath Ledger's alive. Yeah. It's like a, a little time travel. Well, I had a special (laughs) pillow on my lap, too. On one side, I embroidered Ledger Alive. On the other side of the pillow, I embroidered Ledger Dead. And I would flip the pillow over. Well, that was your uh, Heath Ledger. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Well, what was the ratio to Dead to Alive? It was about 50-50. 50-50. Here's the thing. They go into the Dr. Parnassus' asses's whatever. So he went to college and school and he is not a real doctor oh he's actually a. so monk. he's like the the doctor do of or dr pepper of movies yeah yeah so the imaginarium is basically just like his disturbed mind oh and they have like a portal into it okay and when oh, Heath nice. ledger goes into it he turns into one of three celebrities sometimes he's dead yeah sometimes he turns into johnny depp and then later on, he turns into the this British guy. I always forget his name. I like him. He's a good actor. I always mm. forget his name. Jude Law. And then the third guy is, um... Oh, shoot, another actor. I forgot his name. Mm-hmm. Colin Farrell. Colin Farrell. So sometimes he's Colin Farrell. Is this because Johnny Depp wasn't available for all the shootings? No, they were all friends of Heath Ledger's. Oh, and they wanted to. And they said, we'll finish the movie for Heath Ledger. Mm-hmm. And like, even though Terry Gilliam was like, you don't have to. Yeah, guys, don't show up. We can use computers. Today. Yeah. So anyway, so the movie Imaginarium of Dr. Parnassus. So it starts out in London. And there's like this a bunch of horses pulling a old timey cart. Yeah. It's like a gigantic cart. Like no one has ever built a cart of this size. Well it's Terry Gilliam. It's yeah, gotta exactly. be uh, He's like, I gotta make the cart move. a little exaggerated. Yeah, so it's a Terry Gilliam style I'm an animator, so I'll uh-huh. make a real life cartoon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's a Terry Gilliam style cart being pulled by two horses, which must be the strongest horses that have ever lived. Mm-hmm. I mean, these are not Clydesdales, they're just regular-looking horses, but they're pulling this gigantic-ass cart all over London. Well, that's his failure, because if he was putting his all in it, he should have had, like, miniature horses. Yeah. Well, he did, but they died, and so these other horses stepped in. (laughs) (laughs) We'll play the part of the miniature horses. So anyways, they're pulling this around town, and then there's these, like, hobos sleeping in the gutter, Mm. and one of them's wearing a watch. Yeah. So, something to do with time. Time's important. And also something to do with hobos. Mm-hmm. So, like, where are they taking this shitty cart? They go to a hip nightclub. and uh, Sounds like fun. Yeah, so all of the drunk people are, like, coming out of the nightclub and they're wasted. And then there's, like, the stage set up. And, you know, they're doing this little, like, vaudeville show. And they're like, check out this magical world. The Imaginarium of Dr. Parnassus, and, you know, all the drunk people are like, then they're like, is it like Mr. Magorium's Wonder Emporium? I saw that movie, it was good! <laughs> oh, man! Yeah, so they're doing the vaudeville show, and there's, like, Dr. Parnassus is there. Mm-hmm. He's like this old that's guy. Not some Heath? Old, no, some old guy. Oh. Heath Ledger's not here yet. He's not going to oh. show up till halfway through the movie. Oh. Well, that's good, because yeah. he's going to die. He does, yeah, yeah. yeah. When they're filming this scene, I don't know if Heath Ledger is alive or dead. Yeah. I don't know when they did all the principal filming. This might have been a shot that was created to, because they had to rewrite the film. This is on your third pillow that's a question mark. Yeah, this is when I had to, like, hold the pillow on its side. Yeah. (laughs) Like, I can't put the pillow down until I'm sure that he's dead or alive. So, they got, like, their little, like, ensemble. There's, like, Dr. Parnassus, he's an old guy. They got this hot girl who's 16 years old. She's Dr. Parnassus' daughter. Dr. Parnassus likes them asses on yeah, the yeah, yeah. young lasses. Exactly. And then there's, like, some street urchin guy who's, like, the barker or whatever. Yeah. And then Vern Troyer is there. Oh, yeah. good for him. It's great. This movie is great. Um, this- do you have another pillow for him? Because he's alive. I'm not sure when he died but recently. Okay. So your pillow for Vern is stained yeah. firmly on his alive side. Throughout but the there is another side for later on when you turn the movie off, you can flip it over to his Exactly. Dad. Yeah, you yeah. dead that now. This movie is great cuz it finally gives Vern Troyer a chance to show what a lousy actor he is. Oh, he gets a talk. Yeah, the the wooden delivery of his lines. Oh. Uh, the scenery chewing. Man. The emotionless performance is, yeah. You were a good mini-me, Fern. He was a good mini-me. I'm sorry that you he, couldn't do that. He, he hated really being called mini-me. It was a terrible specter that followed him through the rest of his life. it Until Terry Gilliam finally gave him a chance to show his acting chops and prove that he really was just a mini-me. mini-me. Aww. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so this drunk guy walks up on stage, because hmm. people don't have any respect anymore. Yeah, for the old timey. People don't respect stories the way they used to. Yeah. That's the theme of this movie. So this drunk guy goes on stage and he starts racking everything. Oh, what a dick. Yeah. And then he goes through Does the. Does he uh, ever kick Vern Troyer? No, because Vern Troyer's very nimble. And then he starts chasing the little 16 year old girl around. Oh, no. Well, you know, he's drunk. And she runs into the magic mirror, which goes inside the Imaginarium of Dr. Parnassus. Mm-hmm. Do they use this magic mirror ever, or is it just that? They use it constantly. They're okay. not supposed to use it, but they're always using it. Uh, kind of like the, the ring. Yeah, exactly. Lord of the Rings. The guy chases her, and now they're inside the Imaginarium of Dr. Parnassus, which is just like his brain or whatever. Okay. Well, that's nice. You can go in someone's brain. Yeah. So now she's in there with this creepy drunk guy, and she starts beating him up. She, like, punches him in the face. Ooh, and, cool. Yeah. And then he goes on. Is she herself in there, or is she someone else? She's her, I think she's herself. I wasn't paying close attention. Is it only just for people that die? Yep. That? Mm-hmm. It's, like, for people who lived a double life. Oh. If you lived a double life, then you go in there, and then you get played by Johnny Depp. But if you lived a good and honest life, then some other shit happened. Okay. So now the drunk guy's in there, and then the 16-year-old girl hops out. She's not actually 16 yet, by the way. She's like a few days before her 16th birthday. Oh, this is like part of the plot. This is part of the plot. she's 15 and yeah, hanging out with... There's one part where she's talking to the street urchin guy Yeah. who wants to do her. Oh, and yeah. And she's like, hey, I to 16 in a couple of days, and here in England, that's the age of consent. Oh, really? Yeah, so, you know, she's like... She's like, I can't wait to lose. Well, why are we here? Right? <laughs> 16 in England? Really? Truly. That is... Used to be some parts of the United States and probably still is. Who knows? Yeah, it probably is. It right raised at the 21, you know, yeah. so I don't feel so bad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways. So the drunk guy is in there by himself now because the 16-year-old girl left. She's mm-hmm. not 16 yet, but you know. So now he's in the Imaginarium, he's going on like a magical, surreal, metaphorical journey. He like falls into a pile of beer bottles because he's a drunk. Mm-hmm. And then a space jellyfish picks him up. So he's pretty much, it's an LSD trip. This is the part that Terry Gilliam actually wanted to do. Yeah. He's like, all right, I'm having fun here. Yeah, I get to be full me. Yeah. So he does this surreal adventure. Does a Bigfoot ever come down and squash him? <laughs> Uh, not to my knowledge. Uh-huh. So now he's at the summit of his journey, you know, through the Imaginarium. Yeah. Now he has a choice. To the left, the devil is over there, played by Tom Waits. Oh, great! Going well, to hang out with Tom Waits? Right, he's like, come into this bar and get drunk. Yeah! Yeah. I'm and, going with Tom Waits! Well, that's what this guy did too, because on the right is the 12 steps, There are these gigantic stone steps, oh. and there's 12 of them. <sighs> And if he climbs them then he won't be an alcoholic anymore. Yeah. Well, is there someone over there though with the 12 well, steps? Dr. Parnassus is like speaking from the 12 steps, uh-huh. He's like climb up these 12 steps and you shall be cured of your disease. <sighs> Never mind that the disease-based model of addiction is not necessarily the best way to address the problem. Yeah, it was written by a it, it's outdated. It's outdated and it's also very Catholic. Yeah. It's a belief in a god. Yeah, you gotta have a higher power. You have to believe in a higher power. And they say, you can believe in a doorknob? No. That can be a higher power. So he chases the bar, and then he goes in the bar to get drunk, and then the bar explodes. Oh, he doesn't even get to hang out with Tom Waits in a bar? No, he dies, I guess, inside the brain of Dr. Parnassus. So he's oh. dead. He's gone forever. Dr. Parnassus is... Brain is now littered with a dead drunk guy? I'm sure it's not the first. The devil was in his brain, so they think the devil took the drunk guy and like pulled him out. Parnassus? Is, so that's the real devil is Tom Waits. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Shit, man, I'd rather Because the rain devil's one of the characters hell with that, yeah. Tom Waits than serving heaven to a bunch of stairs. Yep. Yeah. Exactly. You get it. So then they go to their next they move the cart to another place. Is that the only part with Tom Waits? No, Tom Waits is out the whole movie. The yeah, whole movie is I like, love Tom Waits. Oh, yeah, yeah, it's a great it's a great Tom Waits movie. Yeah. It's a shitty Terry Gilliam movie. It's a mediocre, what's his name, Heath Ledger movie. Yeah. They should do like a whole movie where Tom Waits is the devil. Yeah. And he just hangs I'm out. The devil. He's not like all punchy and trying to make things happen. He's just like, "Hey, you do what you do. You Yeah. Wanna have a drink? drink. That's this movie. Yeah, you wanna go in Dr. Parnassus' brain? Well, I'll be hanging out in the brain. So then they move the cart and they go to a carnival. Yay. They fit in a little better. That's a good place for Tom Waits. He's going to be like, step right up, you can ride the (laughs) elevator. This is what the movie should have been. Yeah. The Tom Waits movie. (laughs) Yeah. Should have been Dr. Parnassus, but really the devil. But really Tom Waits. Yeah. And not at all Colin Farrell. Nope. So anyways, they're at the real carnival. The street urchin guy, he's doing magic tricks. Yeah. He's like a really good magician. Nobody gives a shit. Yeah. There's this kid. Is he this... doing like real magic though? No, they're... press the digitation. Like, where the hell did this Parnassus universe come from? Is he like, did he create it with science? Does he have magic? Like, did he inherit the mirror? Did he? Not clear. He explains it a little bit, but not really. There's no satisfactory explanation for where Dr. Parnassus received his doctorate, his magic mirror, or his ability to suck people into his brain. And is he related to this underage girl? Or he is. Yes, he is a blood okay. relative. He is her father. Oh, uh, okay, that's. He's definitely her father. He's not Uncle Parnassus. Nope, he's Father Parnassus. Well, who God. did he have sex with? Well, we're gonna find that out. A okay, more. good. Yeah, All right, right. right. we're gonna talk about everybody who has sex in this movie and exactly who they have sex with and how it goes. And their genealogy. Yes. All right. All right, so we have at the carnival, and then there's this autistic kid wandering around. Yeah. And he's got his uh, Game Boy. Oh, God. The autistic people are ruining stories. Yeah, yeah. Autistic people don't care about stories. The kid with his Game Boy is yeah. not paying attention to where he's walking. They don't need a story mode in Minecraft. No. So this kid wanders onto the stage somehow. Oh, and he's just looking at his Game Boy. Yeah, so he goes through the magic mirror. They're like, don't go through the magic mirror. And it goes through the magic mirror. And then the street urchin... Is there a choice where he can get a vaccination or not? (laughs) (laughs) Tom Waits is going... (laughs) Kid, you don't want to get the flu, do you? You want to play your Game Boy? (laughs) Just a little shot in the arm. And yet another deleted scene (laughs) that would have really made this movie a lot better than it actually was. So the kid wanders in there. I think the street urchin has to go in and rescue him. No. So the kid's in there, and he's in a magical world of video games and Candy Crush. Awesome. Yeah, or Candy Land or something. So he's he's in... uh... Sugar Racer. Yeah, that's yeah. what I was trying to think. What he's was in name? some Wreck-it Ralph. Yeah, he's in. F- he's f- in the Wreck-it Realm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so the kid goes into the Wreck-it Realm. <laughs> yeah. And then Doctor Parnassus's face shows up. He's like a gigantic piece of fruit or something. Oh God! You gotta, you gotta get your Mega Man thing and shoot the shit out of that. Yeah, the kid's shooting everything with his Game Boy, and Doctor mm. Parnassus is like, "Get out of here, kid!" And then mm. they grab the kid, and he gets out of there. Oh. So the kid never goes to hell. He never gets to meet Tom Waits? Nope. Then it's like the next day and they're all hanging out. Oh, and then Tom Waits comes over and he's like... In hey, the real world? Or it's like the in devil. The... Yeah, the devil comes over because yeah. he's friends with Dr. Parnassus. So he's able to get out of the... Yeah, he can do whatever he wants. He's the devil. Yeah. He can. Uh, for some reason, I just thought he was in his... No, the devil's like an active player in the world. Okay. So the devil comes over to Dr. Parnassus. He's like, hey, don't forget, in a couple days, your daughter turns 16. And then that's when the devil gets his due. Oh. Uh, Yeah, and you're like, fuck, is he going to have sex with her? Yeah. The devil has to wait for the age of consent? (laughs) Like, the devil can't break the law? Well, there's there's things. There's laws. Just because I'm the devil doesn't mean I'm a Republican. I'm not, yeah. Good point, Satan. <laughs> so now Dr. Parnassus is like, oh yeah, I probably should have told my daughter at some point. That when she turns sixteen, the devil <laughs> He's gets to Have sex with her yeah. or something. They don't. They don't say sex, but you know, yeah. if the devil gets you, nothing good is going to happen. Yeah, it's not like the devil's going to like pay for you to go to college. Yeah, like no. So, Dr. Parnassus is finally like, oh, daughter, I gotta tell you my origin story. Mm. She's like, finally, I'm almost 16, I've never heard my dad's origin story. So, a thousand years ago... Oh, he's that old? Yeah, he's a thousand years old. A thousand years ago... Well, then this daughter means shit, because she's only been around for, like, 16 years. That's very small increment of his time. He's never had a daughter before, though. Oh, well i think he's gone a thousand years without fucking anyone oh yeah and then it really meant something yeah that's how the devil got him he's like you can fuck someone but uh 16 years later well he waited to lose his virginity until he was a thousand years old Mm. well yeah that's that makes sense that's the age of his consent exactly (laughs) (laughs) So anyway, so a thousand years ago, he was a monk and he lived in like a hidden sanctuary. Yeah. And everybody sat on flying carpets. So they were like really magical. Yes. And Vern Troyer was there. Yeah. So Vern Troyer is also a thousand years old in this movie. That's important. And Gilliam's there making sure everything's all psychedelic and weird. Yeah. Yep. Yep. So a thousand years ago there, they had this magic sanctuary where they kept telling stories. And it was, like, really important they were telling no, stories. This, this is th- why he hates video games, yeah, yeah. they don't listen to his damn stories. Yeah, telling stories is really important. So the devil came by one day. So the devil shows up, and he's got this magic vacuum that looks like an old-timey phonograph. Hmm. And he vacuums everybody's voice away, so they can't tell stories anymore. Oh, what a dick. Yeah. And so then, he's like, See, nobody cares about your stories when I vacuum them away. And then Dr. Parnassus is he's all butthurt, so he makes a bet with the devil. And then he wins the bet. The bet was like, who could get the most souls? Oh. And I guess they get souls by making people go inside Dr. Parnassus's brain. And then they got to choose either the cool devil thing or the lame Dr. Parnassus thing. Okay. So they make these bets. So Dr. Parnassus and the devil for the last thousand years keep making these bets where they trick a bunch of people into going into his brain. And then the people in his brain have to choose. So he really wants people to go. He does, because then he keeps winning bets. So that's why he's going where there, places where there's assholes that want to wander into. The yeah, event. exactly. All right, so he's telling her this story. And then uh, he's got a mortal wife. But uh, if he ever has a daughter, the devil gets her when she turns 16. What if he has a son? Um, then the devil's wife gets him. Oh. Yeah. It's nice. But they don't show the devil's wife in this movie because he didn't have a son. Oh. Yeah. Well, but, it's you know, I think it's implied. Patti Smith would have made a good devil's wife. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I think that's like the name of her next album. Yeah, the devil's wife. Yeah. yeah. All right. So now they're driving the car along and they see that underneath the bridge, this guy got hung. Oh, no. Yeah. So they go get him underneath the bridge and they resuscitate him. And it turns out he's Heath Ledger. Oh, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So when he's hanging there, he's dead. where do you have your pillow? So at first I saw him hanging. I was like, oh, shit, he's dead, Yeah. clearly. But then they resuscitate him, and then he's alive again. He's, like, speaking. So I was like, okay, he's alive. So Heath Ledger <laughs> wakes up, and he doesn't remember his name or who he is or where he's from. But mm. he's, like, wearing a fancy suit. So, like, he's probably a rich guy. So he's going to hang out with the... Uh, Dr. Parnassus, he's gonna be part of their ragtag group. Okay. He's like the new Barker. He's like attracting all these customers. He's like really charismatic. He's like, come see Dr. Parnassus Imaginarium and give us money. And you know, they're really popular and everyone's like, great. Although the 16 year old girl thinks he's really hot Yeah. She's like, okay. Uh, tick-tock, tick-tock. Yeah, she was like, I was gonna gonna lose it to this street urchin, but now maybe I might lose it to Heath Ledger while he's still alive. Maybe I'll lose it to him when he's dead. Yeah. Actually, she does. That's how it works. Oh, man. (laughs) So then the devil comes over and he's hanging out with Dr. Parnassus again. He's like, okay, we're gonna make a new bet. Whoever gets five souls by the time your daughter turns 16 gets to keep your daughter. And then Dr. Parnassus goes, since when did my daughter become a piece of property? And then the devil says, since when did women's lib become such a big deal for you? Ooh. Yeah. Because in the past, Dr. Parnassus would be like, get chicks on his mind and... uh, Yeah, like chattel, you know? Mindfuck them. Ugh. Yeah, he's a real creepo. So they have this bet, and they're starting to find out about what Heath Ledger used to do. He ran Mm -hmm. a charity. Oh, that's nice Yeah, he's like a cool guy. He ran a charity, had a lot of money, so this is kind of great. So now Dr. Parnassus is like, he tells the urchin and Heath Ledger, he's like, hey, if you guys help me get five souls, whoever gets the most gets to, you know, marry my daughter and have sex with her. Does Dr. Parnassus keep the souls? I don't... I guess so. Because if they make the right choice... No, they get to come out again. Okay. And sometimes even if they make the wrong choice, they come out again. It's not clear what happens to the people. Mm. Just it's, that one guy blew up for. Yeah, the one guy blew up. He might still be alive somewhere, or he might be dead. They don't really seem to feel like they needed to explain his. You know. mm. So now there's like a competition, and they're like getting really aggressive. Yeah. And they grab this one girl and they throw her into the mirror world without her consent. Well, you gotta ask. Yeah. Yes. yeah, that doesn't work out so well. So the people start chasing Dr. Parnassus, and they have to the drive away in their cart. Yeah. And they start shooting fireworks at people so they won't chase them. And then they take the girl out of the mirror, but they throw her into a pile of garbage. Oh. And the devil picks her up. The devil's like, oh, I'll rescue you from this pile of garbage. That's one soul for the devil. It's sad they couldn't do that for Heath Ledger in this movie. Yeah. (laughs) Because they could have rescued him from this pile of garbage, but then they decided to resurrect it. (laughs) So it's his legacy movie (laughs) Uh, for everyone to uh... ridicule. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. That was not a very good first night out trying to get souls. No. And now their whole stage is all fucked up. Uh, so they got to rebuild the stage, and then they go back to Doctor Parnassus's story. Because like, how come you have a daughter if you're a thousand years old? Yeah, like, really, is the are you really still producing jizz after a thousand years? Like, yeah. your sack has got to be just like wrinkles on wrinkles, you know? Yeah. So he tells this story. He saw a hundred years ago. He saw this really hot chick. Oh and it looked wow! Looked just like the sixteen-year-old. And like a hundred years ago. Hot chicks weren't as hot as they are now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, Dr. Parnassus, before he had the stage show, he was just like a homeless guy who was like begging for money. Yeah. And so he sees this really hot chick, and he got like this big old boner. Yeah. But he's like an old man, and he's poor, and you know, he's creepy, and he hangs out with Vern Troyer all the time. Okay, so this sounds like me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, he couldn't have sex with this girl, so he's going to go kill himself. Oh, man. And Vern Troyer's like, don't kill yourself because you're immortal. It's not going to work. You'll just, I don't know, Mm -hmm. uh, not be dead. Then the devil shows up and he's like, hey, I got a better idea. Let's make a deal that you can be really hot looking and have sex with this girl. But when you have a daughter, then I get your daughter. Mm -hmm. But I thought that he already had a deal where he had... He, the devil made some weird deal with him. Where he got there's the, a lot of, like, weird deals. I bet there's, like, uh, they both have a lawyer oh, yeah. that kind of, like, looks after the paperwork. And an actuary who's like, okay, yeah. five souls isn't worth as much as it used to be. Yeah. So, anyways, the devil makes it so he can have sex with this hot chick. So, they're, like, in a gondola. Mm. It's, like, an Egyptian gondola, and they're in, like, a beautiful lake. Well, that's nice. Yeah. And then things don't go so well. Oh, no. Like a dead cow washes up on the lake. But I think that's a metaphor. I don't know. Yeah. So, anyways, he doesn't really explain what happened. But the hot chick, he married her and definitely fucked her. And then when she was 60 years old, they were still fucking. Yeah. Because she was like that hot, you know? Like she. Yeah. the, The bloom did not fade from the rose. It's like. The Viagra that uh, Tom Waits gave Dr. Parnassus is yeah, yeah. pretty intense shit. So when she was 60, she had a daughter and died during childbirth. And then Dr. Parnassus raised her. So this movie takes place... 16 years after his hot wife died. At the age 60. Yeah. Is he still walking around with a boner? Because erections last more than 60 years, you should consult your doctor. It's actually the original title was Dr. Priapism. <laughs> All right. So Heath Ledger, he's going to help redesign the show so it's popular yeah. again. Well, that's good that he can come out of nowhere and take over yeah. everything. He's like, I'm, I got ideas. I used to run a charity. Is the Urgent just like, what? who the fuck is this guy coming in? Yeah, Urchin's pissed off. Yeah. So now he makes it all artsy, and they go to, like, a really fancy, posh shopping mall. Oh, cool. And then all these rich, and, oh, also, and then Vern Troyer's wearing blackface and an afro <laughs> wig. So that exists. Wow. Yeah. Well, I got a new um, little uh, icon pick for my... Uh... <laughs> What are those things called? Avatar? Avatar. Yeah, new Avatar. Yeah. Troyer in blackface (laughs) with an afro wig. So they're all fancy now and all these like rich ladies show up and they're like, the Imaginarium of Dr. Parnassus. Mm -hmm. So Heath Ledger is like scamming all these rich ladies, apparently that's what he's really good at. Yeah. I can see that. Yeah. So this rich lady, she goes into a fancy, it's like a fancy shoe world. She goes in the magic mirror and there's like shoes everywhere. Wow, definitely not written by a man. Yeah. All women care about are shoes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Heath Ledger's- And all I care about is sniffing them. (laughs) (laughs) So Heath Ledger goes in there, but now he's Johnny Depp. Oh, okay. So now Heath Ledger's dead. Aww. Yeah, and Johnny Depp's hanging out with this rich lady. They have like a romantic date, and she's like ready to fuck him. Yeah. Inside Dr. Parnassus's brain. And the devil's like, cool, I got this sleazy motel called the One Night Stand. You can have sex with him in this. Mm-hmm. But then she could choose that, or she could choose some magic romantic gondola ride thing. Where she can have sex with him? Uh, there's no sex on the romance. Oh, okay. Yeah, so she goes on the romantic gondola ride. She makes the right choice. Yeah, well, who wants to have sex on a sleazy motel? With Johnny Depp. Well... Woman-wise. Yeah. With Johnny Depp. He's kind of a creep. I don't know. I, <laughs> if there's any ladies out there who would have sex with Johnny Depp in his sleazy motel, please let us know. Yeah. Because we're having a hard time imagining that. Well, they, after his friend died, too? Like, hey, my friend died. Let's have sex in this sleazy hotel while Tom Waits watches? <laughs> or would you rather go on a gondola ride with him? Uh, he doesn't go on the gondola ride. No. He doesn't no so anyway so she makes the right choice and then the devil shows up but he's like a cobra he's all mad he's like damn it so then they rinse and repeat they get four rich ladies and they all get their souls yeah and the rich ladies they go through the thing they come out on like a swing and they're like it's like they had like a really great orgasm they're all happy yeah and they give them all their money so they got all this money they gave four rich ladies orgasms They're, like, close to winning, right? Yeah, they got four souls. There's no way that the devil's gotten any souls during this time. Well, you think the devil's got to be like, hey, uh, maybe not rich ladies. I don't think he gets to decide the terms. I think Heath Ledger's in charge of that. Oh, man. Yeah. So then the Russian mafia shows up at the uh, shopping mall. Shit. Yeah, and they see Heath Ledger, and they're like, oh, yeah, there's that guy who stole a bunch of money from us. Oh, he steals from the mafia and gives to the poor? Yeah. Oh, man. Okay, so they chase him into the mirror world, uh-huh. and then they're all trying to climb ladders to get up into the clouds. I think this is Heath Ledger's... I remember this part, actually. Yeah. Just the ladder part and going, oh, that's kind of scary. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't climb up that ladder. <laughs> I would let Heath Ledger go. <laughs> well, you are obviously not a Russian mobster. <laughs> no, I'm not. I'm a, I'm a Ukrainian lobster. Yeah. All right. so. It's all surreal, and his ladder turns into stilts, and he's, like, running away. Oh, God, I think I've had that dream. Yeah, yeah, well... It's Terry, scary. You and Terry <laughs> Gilliam. Yeah. So the Russian guys catch him, and then they're going to kill him, but I think they already killed him before, but they're going to kill him again. Oh, so he didn't hang himself because he was... Uh... No, he got hung by the Russian muff. Oh, okay, yeah. that's good. I was worried it was a, he was a sad man. Yeah, so then Dr. Parnassus shows up, and he's like, all right, here's the part where you get to choose... Between two things. And it's not a choose your own adventure where you can skip ahead, look, and then Mm, go back. No, Yeah, it's a one and done. So Dr. Parnassus is like, okay, my thing is you guys can become policemen and then you can beat people up. <laughs> and then there's like, Legally. Whole, Yeah, there's this whole song and dance about like the police like to beat people up. Yeah. And then the devil comes and he's got this old Russian babushka lady. Yeah. She's like their mom. And all the Russian mobsters go run to hide underneath her skirt. Oh. And then they die. They blow up. Because <laughs> the devil was like piloting the Russian babushka lady. Yeah. Well, that's nice they all have the same mom. Yeah. <laughs> all right. So the Russian guys are dead. So now Heath Ledger, they're like, okay, hey, what's up with, you know, this whole Russian guy thing? He's like, okay, I let the Russians use my charity for money laundering, but that's it. I didn't do anything worse than that. That was the worst thing I did, and I'm not lying. So you're like, So okay. now his memory's coming back. Apparently his memory never went away, oh. but he just lied about losing his memory because oh. he knew that if they found out who he was, he'd be in trouble. And actually... who, it was the British guy who was in the money line? Yeah, thing? The, the, the British guy was inside the, was on the stilts. Oh, okay. Junie Blanc. God damn it, what's his name? He's a good actor. Junie Blanc. So the devil comes up back again, it's Tom Waits, yeah. and he's like, alright, uh, you gotta tell your daughter the truth, you know, and she finds out the truth, that her mom was 60 years old when she wow. died, and she's like, that's weird. Yeah, and that's that's kinda creepy. Yeah, like it's bad enough my dad's a creepy old guy, now my yeah. mom was like an old lady. Yeah. So she gets mad and she runs away. And uh, Doctor Parnassus is all like, oh shit, my daughter's gone. I lost my daughter and I was worried I was gonna lose my daughter, so No. Now Heath Ledger is gonna go into Mirrorland. He's like, I'm gonna go in the Mirrorland and we'll get this all straightened out. She runs away to the Mirrorland? The daughter... I don't know where she goes. She's gone. Okay. So he's just going to the Mirrorland. Heath Ledger goes in the Mirrorland. Which is his... Dr. Parnassus's brain. brain. And the daughter is in the real world, wandering around somewhere. And he's gonna find her in his... brain? I think he's going to become the fifth soul so that Dr. Parnassus wins the bet and he gets his daughter back. Oh, that's cheating. Yeah. I mean, the daughter's already established that she has free will and can do as she pleases. Yeah. But uh, we're still treating her like a piece of property at this point. Now Heath Ledger is in the Mirrorland, but now the 16-year-old daughter's in there. Okay. And she has sex with Heath Ledger. And it's not Heath Ledger now. It's Colin Farrell. And so they have sex in a boat. And I guess Dr. Parnassus has to watch the whole thing because it's yeah. his brain. So then Heath Ledger and the girl are in his magical world and he's like got this fancy charity and everything's great. But then he gets exposed because it turns out he was using the kids from the charity and harvesting their organs? So, Whoa! Yeah, so he's like a really <laughs> evil guy. Yeah, asshole. So now everyone hates Heath Ledger. Ledger dead. Yeah. The 16 year old girl's like, I can't believe you harvested children's organs. Mm-hmm. So he starts beating her up, and then he like beats up everybody who kind of like confronts him with his evil deeds. Yeah. And then all the sets fall apart because his whole world's falling apart. Yeah, they like doing that in movies when it's in someone's brain. And yeah. They fall apart. So he's in a nightmare. The world's falling apart. And everyone's chasing him. Meanwhile, the 16 year old girl is running through a broken mirror maze. There's like broken mirrors everywhere. Mm. I don't know what that means. So the devil shows up. He's like, now you have to dance with me for some reason. So they dance together. Mm -hmm. And then there's these two mirrors that she has to choose between. Oh, so she's the soul that has to choose now. Yeah. So Maybe? she chooses, no. I don't know. She chooses one of the mirrors, but it's not the one the devil wanted her to choose. No. So she's gone. She's out. Now he's... Were they different mirrors? or the? Yeah, they mirror? had different names on them. I think one was like his and hers or something. Oh, weird. I wasn't paying attention. <laughs> she's like, he's just stupid. I was like, at this point, okay. Like, this is your... Uh... The end of Y two K nine for you. Yeah, well, it's just like you I know, just... like I saw it, but uh, yeah. the names of the mirrors did not contribute yeah. to the film's plot in any significant way, as far as I could tell. Yeah, and if they did, so it was just a random mirror, and she picked the right one. She picked the wrong one if you were asking the devil, but the right one if you were asking her own female agency. Okay. Yeah. All right. So Heath Ledger's still running from all these people in his nightmare, mm-hmm. and then he gets to those twelve steps from the beginning of the movie. Oh, because I guess Dr. I wonder what the twelve steps represent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Doctor Parnassus likes to reuse props. Yeah, <laughs> yeah <like>, that's <laughs> brain. Yeah, like this is still a good one. He's right? like, I'm not even going to carpet it. Yeah. Just gonna... So now Heath Ledger's climbing in the twelve steps. So he's like making the right choice, I guess. Yeah. I don't know, and he gets but to then bed. halfway. Now he gets all the way to the top. What was his other choice? They don't, I don't, I don't remember. No. It wasn't, he didn't have another choice? No. Get beat up by the people chasing him? I uh, know, so, <laughs> so he gets to the top of the steps. Yeah. And then Dr. Parnassus is there and he's gonna like hang himself.
1: Okay. And Heath
0: Ledger is like, no, I'm gonna hang myself. And then they, like, fight about who gets to hang Mm themselves. So anyways, and also there's like a magic flute that Heath Ledger had, and if he swallowed it before he got hung, he wouldn't die. But they don't explain it. They don't explain what the magic flute is or what it does. But he's trying to get the magic- Is it based on the magic flute by, uh- No. Someone, someone, someone? Nope. It's not. It's not based on anything. It's based on something that Terry Gilliam wrote into the screenplay Forgot to expand on, or edited out all the scenes that explain what it had to do with Mm -hmm. the movie because Heath Ledger. Well, Heath Ledger died, and he was originally it was his thing. It was a running thing where he goes, "My magic flute, I'll give it a toot," (laughs) and then he did like blowing it and it go. (laughs) 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 It was like a callback to like Python. Oh. So anyway, so now Dr. Parnassus and Heath Ledger are, like, fighting about who gets the magic flute. Yeah. And Heath Ledger thinks that he has it, but then he doesn't. Uh Then he hangs himself and he dies. Okay. So Heath Ledger's dead. And then the devil goes, thanks for killing Heath Ledger. I didn't like him, even though he was, like, this evil guy who stole money and, like, killed kids. I don't know why. You think he'd be, like, the devil's, like, best friend? Well, the thing about the devil is, uh... You know, it's like his job is to hang out with assholes all day. Yeah. This is kind of like his free time where he's not torturing people. Okay. And he's like, I don't want another asshole. Yeah. yeah. It's just, I got all these souls and stuff. I like hanging out with Dr. Parnassus. Yeah. So anyway, so the devil's like, if you kill Heath Ledger, you get to have your daughter back. Okay. So Dr. Parnassus. All these like weird. That's stupid. And then so Dr. Parnassus <laughs> kills Heath Ledger. And yeah. He's like, hey, can I have my daughter back? And the devil's like, I don't know where your daughter is. She has free will and she went and did her own thing. Yeah. You fucking misogynist piece of shit. Bitch. Yeah. So now Dr. Parnassus. So Heath Ledger's dead and and re- movie. Heath Ledger's dead. Which side of the pillow is it? Because he's still alive, even though he's dead in the movie. Well, when he dies at the end, it's um, Colin Farrell. Oh, okay. So, oh, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. for some reason I stopped imagining other people. Oh uh, Yeah, yeah, yeah. Heath Ledger is dead. He's double dead! He's double dead. He died in the Shit. movie and in real life at this point. So Jeez. I had to take the pillow and I had to put it underneath. <laughs> I had to sit on it. Yeah. Alright, so that's the end of the movie. And Dr. Parnassus is, like, all depressed. Yeah, because his daughter's having her own life. Yeah, so he's like, this is like five years later. So he's like an even more decrepit looking homeless guy. Yeah. And he just wanders around like begging for money. He doesn't walk around with his mirror anymore. The mirror's gone. Oh, that's all over. Yeah, that's all over. He's done with that. So all he does is he just sits in the gutter and he begs for spare change. Yeah. Which, he's immortal. I don't know what he needs money for. But whatever, that's his deal. So he's wandering around and he sees his daughter. He's like, my daughter. So he like chases her and he like follows her and he like turns out she's married to a really rich guy. She has a child and she's really happy. And so the old guy's like, well, all right, at least she's doing okay. And then Vern Troyer shows up and Vern Troyer's got like a top hat and like a tuxedo and he's like all dressed up. So I guess he's rich or something. And there's still like a little bit of blackface still on because he didn't wipe it off. Yep, yep. So Vern Troyer is like, yeah, don't go creep out your daughter. Let's go do a puppet show instead. And, and that's where puppetry of the penis came from. Yes. So then Vern Troyer and Dr. Parnassus do a puppet show, and then they say the end. Okay. Well. <laughs> <laughs> so he has to live forever and see his daughter die. I'm sure he'll see his daughter die at some point. Yeah. And I'm sure the devil will, like, trick him again. He's pretty gullible. Yeah. Well, that was an entire episode. I'd like to thank everybody again for listening. We didn't do any movie trailers because we kind of didn't feel like it. Uh And also because we realized we were trying to shoehorn it into the format of the podcast, but it didn't really play to our strengths as well as some of the other aspects. What he said. Yeah. I've been talking for an hour, so like I'm dead in the head. Yeah, yeah, this is more work than this podcast. This is more talking than I've done in a month. Yeah. (laughs) Well, thanks again for listening to us. Check out our Instagram account, Ben There, Sean That. When we get our blog set up, keep an eye out for that because we'll tell you to go there and click on it and then click on all the ads. And uh, in the meantime, I hope you have a really great week. Or don't. You don't actually have to have a great week. Have a week.